The field of science is all about facts and discoveries. And ironically, some of the most remarkable breakthroughs have come from seemingly everyday occurrences. One of the most famous stories is that of Archimedes, the moment that the Archimedes principle occurred to him when he was taking a bath and then he suddenly shouted Eureka. And this doesn't seem to be so uncommon where some of the greatest discoveries don't actually happen in a lab or in an academic hall. But when folks are out in their everyday life, they have this spontaneous realization. And that's what happened for a gentleman named Sidney Banks, except his realization had to do with mental health and well-being and can be applied to the field of psychology today. I want to share with you testimony from a psychologist, Dr. George Pransky, and his experience with Sidney Banks's experience, his Eureka moment, which is now called the Three Principles. So without further ado, here's Dr. Pransky. Why does it matter that Sid Banks brought this in? Once he brought it in, it's here. Why does it have to be linked to him? Well, I was realizing that, you know how I talked about defining moments? Everybody that's involved in the principles had a defining moment. They had the same, a miniature of a Sid Banks experience where they had a, a vertical jump and they saw life differently. Everybody in this room, everybody that's ever been involved in the principles. Well. The principles are the only approach of the 400 approaches in psychology that was built on a defining moment. In other words, a person, Sidney Banks, had a defining moment, and that defining moment led to a, a psychological approach, you might say, led to a way that people were helping other people. Now, you might be asking yourself, well, what about the other five, 400 psychologies? Well, if you look really closely, you'll find that every one of them is a derivative of Sigmund Freud. And let me, let me explain that a little bit. I don't know if any of you know this. This is a very, is not a well-known fact, but Sigmund Freud, way back when, was an MD, and uh, he had a, uh, a colleague that he was visiting. And the colleague said to him, I have to see a client today. Uh, you can sit in on it if you want. And this client had a, um, he, he had a, a, a mental illness where he lost the feeling in his arm. I forget what they call it but it's a, it's a well-known mental illness where you lose the feeling in your arm. And, the, and, and he hypnotized, the other doctor hypnotized the guy, and, and the guy started talking about some early childhood experience he had, and he woke up from hypnosis and he was cured. And, uh, and Sigmund Freud concluded that if you talk about your past, there's some experience back there, some memory, that accounts for your present mental illness. But he wasn't a hypnotist, so he just had people lie on the couch and free associate. 
Now, if you go through the history of all the different approaches, they all, they all think that the answer lies in the past, and they all go back in the past in one way or the other. Even in cognitive therapy, which talks about itself being you know, in the now, changing your thinking, when you get with a the therapist, they'll say, well, where did that belief come from? It's all built on the premise that the past provides the answer to human uh, psychological healing. So it's all just built on something else. Now, the principles is built on a defining moment, on an epiphany, on a moment of truth uh, from a specific person at a specific time in a specific place. And if you go to the other sciences that have really are respected as having principles and having a foundation, all of those came from a defining moment. You know, the physics came from Sir Isaac Newton, and quantum physics came from a, an epiphany that, uh, that, 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 that a physicist had. Uh, so throughout the course of history, there were people who had a, a sudden, profound understanding came to their mind, and many times they were outside of the field, like Sidney Banks. A profound understanding came to mind, and that profound understanding provided a foundation for that field forever. And then people built on that foundation. Now, psychology didn't really have that. I mean, Freud's idea was just an idea he had. He didn't have a vertical jump where his whole world changed. He was living at a whole different level of consciousness. He just had a good idea, or what he thought was a good idea. And at the time, it was revolutionary because nobody even paid attention to what was going on in the mind of a human being. So you have to give him credit that he said, the answers lie inside the mind. I mean, that was new. Before that, they were doing blood bloodletting and all kinds of things to help people with, you know, ex exorcism and stuff like that. But Freud at least had the idea that there must be something going on in the mind that had to do with this illness that the person had. But it wasn't really a whole, I see the whole thing, like <laughs> in the other fields and like Sidney Beggs. It wasn't one of those. It was just, well, here's a good idea. And then nobody else had it a better idea, so they did build, just built on it. So, you know, uh, everybody, Jung had his, his take off on Freud, and he stressed the differences, but it was still the same foundation. And then uh, the New Age psychology came, and they accepted the foundation that the answers are in the past, and the way you get to it is expressing your feelings, and they built on it. This is the history. There's 400 different approaches right now, and all of them can be traced back to Sigmund Freud. And it wasn't laziness on people's part. They just didn't know, like me. I went to graduate school. I bought that. I, I believed in that. I acted as if that was the case. In fact, when I was challenged about it, I, I uh, fought back rigorously to say, look, this is, the, this is the 
foundation of psychology is the answers are in the past and expressing your feelings and, uh, and what do you know? You know, I, I mean, I didn't, I just couldn't imagine that that couldn't be the case after 50 years with all these different approaches. There must be some foundation to it. But Sidney Banks said to Linda and I, there's no foundation there. There's no logic. It's not the logic of the psyche. The logic of the psyche is that we are spiritual beings who think. And what we think will look like our life and look like life to us. And that transition between the formless and the form is what's happening. And Sidney Banks, in short, said, the answer is looking to the formless and its relationship to the form. And the other 400 approaches thought the answer was in the form. You've got to do something with what you think and what you feel and your memories. Now, the reason this is important is because without Sidney Banks' experience, and Sidney Banks's insights as a foundation for psychology. And that's why he calls them principles, because principles suggest a foundation. They suggest a prime mover. They suggest the beginning. If you don't see that foundation, then the principles look like just a, a synergy an amalgamation of other approaches. That's one of the things that distinguishes this. That's why you'll get people that say, oh, that sounds like Zen, Buddhism. Oh, that sounds like this, that sounds like that, because it, it does have aspects that look like other things. You know, it, it deals with thought, so it looks like cognitive. It deals with... Uh, being in the now is what looks like Buddhism. But what's most significant about it is it is a brand new foundation. And the wonderful thing about this course, uh, more than any, any other course, is Chip and Elsie are focusing 100% on the foundation aspect of it. They're not they have the discipline not to go into the form and talk about what happens after the fact, like every other psychology does. They are constantly pointing to, this is the source. The source was an amazing uh, moment of truth that this guy can take no credit for, Sidney Banks. He just stumbled into it. He was didn't really deserve it even. He was just living his life. He didn't work for it. He didn't do anything. But it, it happened to him. And when it happened to him, to his credit, he stepped back and said, what does this say about life? What does this say about psychology? What does this say about religion? What does this say about philosophy? And he stepped back enough from it 
and understood enough that he was able to unite all of the disciplines. So he found something that was even deeper than the disciplines that were already out there. So there are physics people from uh, BAE Systems where I work. He wanted to meet with them. He met with them and that he asked them what physicists believed in. And one of the things they said was the theory of relativity. E equals mc squared. He said, ask them what that meant. He said, well, it means that energy is, is, uh, is always equal to you know, matter times uh, the, the speed of light ex ex exponentially. And Sid said, well, that's not true. <laughs> he said, one side of the equation is endless, eternal, inf infinite, and the other side of the equation is finite. So the physicist said to him, well, the speed of light squared is an enormous number. He said, an enormous number is not infinite, it's finite. Okay? Now that's part of physics, not because of said. They discovered that on their own. So it's, it's the hardest thing is to see the depth and the magnitude of what you and I are looking at here. We're, we're like the blind man and the elephant. You know, somebody grabs the tail and thinks it's a rope, and somebody grabs the, the trunk and, and, and thinks it's a snake, and somebody grabs the leg and thinks it's a, a tree. And, and, and you and I, and Elsie, and Linda, and Chip, and Jan, we are the blind men. The only thing that we have going for us is we understand that we're the blind men trying to identify an elephant. And that's the infinite nature of all this. That's the, the part of it where the power is. I remember Sid saying to me, I was going to talk to the APA, American Psychological Association, and I was nervous as a long-tailed cat in a, in, a, in a rocking chair convention, you know. I was just, oh, man, what am I going to say to them? They're going to be laughing their heads up. And he said to me, you know, George, it's not what you know that matters. That's not where the power is. That's not where the confidence comes from. It's what's behind what you know. And that's true of me too, George. It's not what I know. It's what's behind what I know. If you can just touch the, the endless magnitude of this and know that that's who's showing up to talk to the American Psychological Association. So I said to him, well, she said, I don't know that I'd want to put that on my name tag, you know. <laughs> he says, if you even have the slightest clue that that's the direction of inquiry in life, 
you're a hundred years ahead of your time. And that's the reason that Sidney Banks' association with these principles is being linked to them is just essential or, or it will lose its foundation. It'll lose its footing. So that's my story, Chip, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> George, I'm so glad that this is recorded. That was, I don't know how to say it, that was incredible. That was an encapsulation of a moment in history, the history of mankind, yeah. not just psychology. Yeah. That was incredible. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I wouldn't have, it's, it's, it's an example to me of someone after 35 years seeing the principles a little bit deeper, just a little bit deeper. And as I talk about it, it's, I can feel the, the power and the strength in me, like the benefit of that discovery. That's pretty cool. What is there that you can be into and study for 35 years and you, and you learn something new. I mean, that's, that's amazing to me. It's wonderful. There's just no end to it. I know there are some people, uh, even some of my colleagues, say, oh, I don't like to talk about levels of consciousness because it puts people down and they want to be at a higher level than they are and it's judgmental, but the, the beauty of seeing levels of consciousness is that as good as your life is and as good as it feels, it's small potatoes compared to how it could be. And in order to get it to a higher level, you don't have to do anything. It's the direction you're going in will automatically take it to a higher level. You're already going there. If you weren't going there, you wouldn't have showed up for this. You would have thought this was... This wasn't uh, authentic, you know, because you'd say, well, gee, they got really short hours. Because <laughs> someone's sitting in front of the room talking and they, they're not interested in what my problems are. It would, make, it would make no sense to you. But once you realize it, that it's all about uh, just a, a glimpse, and a glimpse that generates a feeling. It's still, you could say a feeling of hope, you could say a feeling of spirituality, you could say a feeling of love. You see, and, and then everything else takes care of itself. So Elsie and Chip are really good at, at sticking to the truth. They're saying, look, if all it is is just a feeling, we're just going to sit here and get a feeling. Then we're going to go out and enjoy ourselves and, and live in that feeling and let that feeling whisper in our ear in various ways and let that feeling create a different perception of life and show the possibility of a different perception of life. And if that takes five minutes, then all we have to do 
is the five minutes. And if that takes an hour, then we'll be together for an hour. Because something in you that's, do <laughs> that's doing it, even though it looks like it's something outside of you, something in us that that's got to do it. That's where the that's where the uh, power lies. That's where it happens. Is in you, in me. What I find especially interesting about Sidney Banks's experience and the stories that I'm told about him is that professionals from different fields, whether it was psychology, psychiatry, physics, spirituality, actually ended up visiting Sid Banks in his home. They had kind of heard about him and his discovery. And what puzzled folks is that the community with which he was involved in appeared to have a massive uptick in the quality of life of the residents there where folks were really experiencing thriving mental health and well-being. And that is rather unusual. And I can certainly attest to my personal experience where coming across Sidney Banks's discovery has been the single most impactful conversation that I've ever been a part of, where it's created a really long-lasting transformation in my own life. So if you are more interested, if you, if you are interested in learning more, I do plan on sharing some audio from Sydney Banks himself. That way you kind of get it direct from the source. Uh, if you're also interested, there is a website and a podcast with the 3PGC. And that means the Three Principles Global Community. And again, that's 3P as in Paul, G as in goat, C as in cat. And I'll put the links in the podcast description below. That's all I have for today. But imagine that we really were sitting on the new age Sigmund Freud, a modern Sigmund Freud. And imagine how lucky we are to know that and to have access to that wisdom, that level of wisdom. Gotta love the technology age, the information age, <laughs> rock and roll. Until next time, you've been listening to Amy Leo. Catch you in the next episode.